Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it, again. (laughs) I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we got a lot to discuss. <laughs> Y'all can tell I'm hyped up. I'm fired up. The New York Jets have, uh, you know, we're doing some things, man. Um, we're going to be talking about some coaching changes here. We're also going to be talking about, uh, you know, some moves and uh, some moves that the Jets are making. A lot of things moving and shaking. Coach, Coach Albridge, our defensive coordinator, he's going to be the Senior Bowl uh, national team head coach. Ooh, okay. We're going to be discussing that and how that can affect the Jets draft. We're also going to be talking about uh, the New York Jets backup quarterback options. Okay. We're going to be talking about that too. Okay. I'm also going to be discussing a little uh, take that I have about Zach Wilson. And uh, <laughs> listen, this is a take a lot of people don't like. <laughs> oh man. We're going to be discussing it all. Okay. Uh, we got some stuff with Sauce Garner talking about players that he wants to see become a Jet. We're going to be talking about all. So let me get into it, okay? Let me get into it all. Salute Saul Savages. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, we need some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show, okay? I truly appreciate it. I want to thank everybody that does that. Your boy's also on iTunes as well. Go on over to iTunes, okay? Type in the Long Beach Joe Show over there, okay? Subscribe to the podcast, okay? Subscribe to the podcast on there. Leave your boy a five-star rating, okay? And let me know how you feel. Leave me some feedback over there as well. I want to thank you all for doing that. It helps get the show out there. Uh, I appreciate all of you, okay? (laughs) Man, I want to thank y'all for the feedback. It's truly amazing. I'm also on social media as well. Going over to Twitter, okay? Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Follow your boy over there. Follow you right back. Let's go back and forth, talk about this football team. Some people talk about me. Some people talk to me about football, all right, on Twitter. Some people just... Hit your boy up to talk about life. I've been told I give great life advice. That's what I've been told by some Jets fans. Hey, I'm here for it all, okay? If you bleed green like I'm bleed green, I'm here for you, okay? I'm here for you, all right? Again, at D Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Personal pages at YoungJ000. And for those of you that may not know, okay, <laughs> Your boy is also live on YouTube, okay? We post content over there as well. Come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell and press all so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, okay? We do live shows over here. A lot of people, some people just stumble and fumble into it and they go, whoa, we didn't know you were over there. I go, yeah, we go live on YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. Come on over and check it out. And I want to thank all the ladies as well, showing me love, letting me know that they think that I'm handsome, 
They enjoy the show, but they think I look good. I want to thank you, ladies. Okay? You know, I appreciate it. I'm not an arrogant guy. You're beautiful. You know, you think I'm beautiful? Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate those kind words, okay? So, uh, again, Long Beach, Joe Jets, YouTube, and always remember, when you come on over to the YouTube channel, okay, and you in those lives, be careful, okay? Because my chat, I'll call them the savages. You want to know why? Because they are savage. Listen, man, they don't care about me, you, or anyone else, okay? If they don't like what you bring into the table, they don't like what you're saying, they don't like your take, they're going to let you know about it, okay? Salute all the savages in the chat. I see you, outlaw. Jay, Jay's already going off. Salute. He says, Joe, we need Zach out of here. Okay, listen, we're going to be discussing that, okay? We'll get to the lines as well. Again, 515-602-9639. I'm coming to the lines tonight. Trust, very quickly, all right? 732, new callers, I see you, okay? I think that's my guy, Tim, on the line. I see you. We'll be coming to Tim. We'll be coming to all the other callers and my new callers. I see y'all, okay? Just hold on, okay? Now we're going to get into it, all right? First, we're starting off Coach, Coach Albridge. Our defensive coordinator is now uh, one of the head coaches uh, in the senior bowl. He's actually going to be coaching the national team in the senior bowl, okay? Um, he's also going to be working with other coaches in the league as well. Um, the Giants offensive coordinator is going to be working with him as well on the national team, as well as Jones, the uh, Vikings defensive coordinator, and Galano, the Saints special teams uh, coordinator. Keep in mind, this is the Reese Senior Bowl. It's going to take place in Mobile, Alabama. And what's very interesting about this situation, right, is because, man, the Jets have been involved in the Senior Bowl before in 2022. Anybody remember? Ron Middleton, he was the national team's head coach. Anybody remember the, the speech that he gave? If it moves, hit it. If it hit it. Like, that was, that, that, that was, uh, that was a very special motivational speech that he, did, that he gave. And it was, uh, it was big, man. It definitely permeated with people around, you know, that played football in the league, outside the league, whatever, right? That was just a great motivational speech that he gave before the players went out there. And one thing that we saw in 2022 as well was that, you know, Sulla and Douglas were definitely out there talking to players, you know? And in 2022, what it did for the New York Jets to have Ron Middleton, right, be the head coach of the national team, it allowed them to see those players up close and personal. And that's why I think that this is so pivotal for the New York Jets, right, in this upcoming draft. We know this upcoming draft is huge for the Jets. We all know that we need help along various positions, mainly offensive line. People have been talking about wide receiver. Some people talking about various other positions, right? We know that Joe Douglas has been heralded as a whiz in the draft, right? He's a guy that really covets the draft. He wants to make sure he gets closest and best to the next players. We all know he can work that board. Well, this allows them to get up close and personal with some of the guys who will be on that draft board, all right, which is big for the Jets. It allows you to ask these players all kinds of questions as well to get a good feel for them, okay? You can start asking guys about how they feel. You know, is your body good? Uh, you got any injuries? 
fucking ankle injuries, your back hurt at all, just see what he gives up. You know what I'm saying? Just a little recognizance. That's all. That's huge. What about when you ask guys things like football questions? We saw that in 2022 as well, right? We saw them give concepts to guys that are very similar to concepts that they may run in their scheme, concepts from around the league, and see how quickly those guys can decipher those concepts and then execute them on the field. Now, why is that huge? I know people are looking around like, Joe, why does that matter? It matters because you want to figure out if this guy can pick things up quickly that you're going to be able to give him out there when he's going to play for you if you decide that you want to draft him. Can he figure things out within my scheme right now and execute them out there on the field, or is it going to take him three, four, five months or or two years to figure this out? How quickly does he get up to speed and stuff? That's huge because in the NFL, things change lickety-split. And if you can't make an adjustment out there on the field because mentally you may be a little slow, you're still trying to figure things out, that could inhibit your success. That could also inhibit the team's success. So that's huge to figure out how quickly a guy can figure things out and also how a guy learns as well. That opens the door to that too. That's a, that's a big question, okay? Let them see your football IQ. We know that there's a lot of guys that have been physical specimens, right? I mean, physical specimens, but they ain't got it upstairs. <laughs> Anybody remember Vernon Golston? Physical specimen, but he ain't have it upstairs. And it didn't work out here. He's one of the biggest busts the Jets have ever had. But, man, that pro day, whew, he blew that out the water. But he just didn't have it upstairs. So uh, that's huge as well gives you great insight to a guy that you're looking to draft. Also, it allows you to get closer to players to see what type of attitudes these players have. How dedicated are they to football? Do they love the game? Do they care? Are they showing up on time? Are they guys that you believe that could be fit for your locker room? What kind of guy is he? Is he just an angry, sully, moody guy? Or is he upbeat, ready to go, ready to learn, ready to take on and attack every single thing that you could possibly give him? What kind of person is he? This helps you learn this, right? That's huge. That's huge. Keep in mind, right, Ron Middleton, 2022, he was the senior bowl head coach. The Jets drafted four players, four in that draft, that were in the senior bowl. One of them, Jermaine Johnson, anybody remember him? (laughs) That guy's been putting in work. Did big things for us last season. Been taking step after step after step, getting better and better and better every year. Jeremy Ruckett as well, our talented tight end. Him and Conklin have really been doing some things. Max Mitchell as well, a guy that has been able to come in and give us some quality snaps, backup offensive line spot, playing right tackle and so on. And also Michael Clemens. He was also in that, uh, that senior bowl as well. So you can clearly see that the Jets covet being able to get close and personal with these players at the Senior Bowl. Also, you look at the Senior Bowl guys we have coming up, man, 2024, it's going to be big, especially if you look at the Jets' needs of offensive line. Fuaga from Oregon State, don't be there. Christian Jones from Texas, so is Jordan Morgan from Arizona. These guys that can fill out some spots there at tackle that we may need. So salutes to Jeff Albrecht, and I can't wait, man. 
it's going to be a lot of hubbub around the senior bowl, and I can't wait to see the guys are going to be out there and how they perform. Because I think a, we might see a bunch of those guys or a couple of those guys from that senior bowl in Jets uniforms. Talking about the Jets backup quarterback options, man, let me tell you something. There's going to be options out there, okay? You look at the situation, man, the Jets have got to figure out this backup quarterback situation. We all know things fell apart. Aaron Rodgers went down one, four points into the season against the Bills. Man, Tim Boyle, garbage. Oh, my goodness. He was, he was seven on preseason. We knew that, right? We got Zach Wilson out there. He showed some flashes here and there. That Chiefs game, he was phenomenal. Very up and down, though. Then, again, we tried Tim Boyle. He was terrible. And, honestly, Simeon wasn't much better. Right? So here we are back in this situation. All right? Now, keep in mind, the plan was, last season was to keep Zach Wilson in bubble wrap and to, you know, kind of not allow him to play while Aaron Rodgers and, and backup would take place, but things didn't work out that way. All right? Now, if you look at the New York Jets this upcoming offseason, they've talked about needing to – address the backup quarterback position. I think there's a couple guys that are going to be out there that the Jets must look to grab, okay? Over and quickly, Ryan Tannehill, for me, is the guy that the Jets must look at. We know that there's been rumors, even last offseason, about the New York Jets really liking Tannehill and wanting to bring him in. But we know that the Titans botched that. They shut that down last season, okay? There was a Titans staff member that literally got up on a podium during free agency and said, listen, I don't know what y'all talking about, Ryan Tannehill will be a new, excuse me, will be a Tennessee Titan, okay? He will be a Tennessee Titan. I don't care what anybody, I don't know what you heard or who, who you got your news from, but I'm here to tell you it's not happening. He will be in a Titans uniform, all right? But we're looking a little different this upcoming offseason. It's looking like Tannehill is going to be out there. So uh, the New York Jets would definitely benefit by bringing him in back up duty. Garner Minshew, as well as another guy I think would be interesting. Of course, he was with the Colts currently. He's got us an effective QB. I'd like to see him brought in. You know, if the Jets can make that happen. Jacoby Bursett, another guy I think is very interesting. I really like Jacoby Bursett. Anybody remember? The Commanders almost beat us this season. Okay? <laughs> the Commanders almost beat us. Those of y'all that don't know, all right? How was out there. Things weren't working. They moved and brought in Jacoby Bursett. And then the Washington's offense lit up, all right? He's 10 to 13 against us, 100 yards, got a touchdown, and we barely beat that team in Washington, okay? Our field goal kicker had to save us. Thank goodness for the lead. The guy as well that could be out there, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, we know he's on the side. Let me tell you something. Face Tyrod as well. That game, they got spooky. He actually ended up getting knocked out with an injury, too. But Tyrod is a consummate veteran, man. He's been in this league for a long time. We know he's been with a couple teams, the Bills, various other teams, right? And he's a guy that not only can get things done from the pocket, but he's also a guy that can move. And when you have a guy that has the athletic ability that he has, can move with his feet, that can extend drives running, that can move the chains running, that can, he, he opens the boundaries of your offense. That is huge work here for the New York Jets, okay? So those are my backup options. Also, again, I, I just got a feeling, man. I got a feeling. I want to hear from the savages in the chat. Again, callers will get to you in one second. Trust me. I got a feeling that Zach Wilson is going to be a New York Jet next season. 
Okay? I want you to open your ears when I'm talking. Don't 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 DM me yet. <laughs> don't DM me yet, okay? Hold on just a second, folks. Hold on. Hold on, okay? Before you before you before you press that red X and just start DMing me, hold on. Okay? I have a feeling that Zach Wilson will be here as a third string quarterback. Okay? That's that's what I have a feeling that he will be here as, okay? That's 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 just my feeling. I I don't know what it is. Just have a feeling that he's going to be here next season as a third-string quarterback, and I think it's because the Jets are going to try to run it back like they were trying to do uh, this past season. I think they're going to have Zach Wilson here, and I think they're going to try to continue to have him grow and be groomed by Aaron Rodgers. Now, the caveat to this, I do think that this is dependent upon him finding a deal, an extension, right, something like what the Packers did with Jordan Love, bring his cap number down a bit, and have him here to compete, possibly to be a starter down the road when Aaron Rodgers is said and done. When he's done and he wants to walk away, that's when I believe they'll give Zach Wilson a chance to take the helm. Now, with that being said, that does not mean that the New York Jets will not look to draft a young quarterback at some point to also compete with Zach Wilson. That's that's not out the window at all. I think the Jets will do that as well. Do you think that Zach Wilson will be here? Okay. And I think the reason why Zach would sign something like that and remain here is because Zach Wilson, right, when you look at the situation, the staff here is tied to him. Joe Douglas, Robert Sella, through hail a high water, we want the best out of him, right? They've already come out and said that. Also, you got his childhood hero here. This entire franchise is invested in seeing him succeed to a level that, come on, <laughs> is out the wazoo. They want him to be the star. He doesn't even ha- he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. He's just got to be solid, okay? Just just give us solid, and we'll take it. I don't think if Zach Wilson goes anywhere else, he'll get that type of love and 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 comfort anywhere else. Because he's going to come in and just have to compete, and whatever happens, happens. But these people want him to succeed here. Aaron Rodgers himself came out and said that one of his responsibilities outside getting it done on the field for the Jets was to ensure that when he was done and he was going to move on from the New York Jets, that Zach Wilson would be ready to take the helm. He said that himself out of his own mouth. If Zach Wilson goes anywhere else, he doesn't get that type of love. Also, if he truly wants to be a starter at some point again in his career, I don't think there's any better place than here. Because at this point, right, let's say Aaron Rodgers plays another season or another two seasons. That gives Zach Wilson three years in this offense, unless they fire everybody, which we all, I don't think is happening. That gives Zach Wilson three years, three functional years in an offense. He'd have a leg up on anyone else. Anyone else coming in here. He should know the offense through and through. Also, with your childhood hero in your ear, teaching you the ins and the outs and the nooks and the crannies of this offense, he wouldn't be able to go anywhere else and get the type of chance to possibly become a starter again and lead a franchise like he would get here. 
I don't think he would. So that's my take. I want to hear from the savages. <laughs> I know I'm already going to hear it from the savages. Okay. Also, the New York Jets, uh, our coach, our running back coach, Embry, um, he is out. He will not return uh, for the New York Jets. So the New York Jets are interviewing Tony Dews, who used to be a Titans, uh, tight ends coach. He also was their running back coach as well. And there's also been talks constantly about Dew Staley possibly becoming the New York Jets. The Jets have interest in him as well, bringing him in. The Jets throwbacks as well are now their permanent road jerseys, for those of you that do not know. All right, we're going to be looking spiffy on the road. I really like those throwback jerseys. All right, I'm not a big guy on, you know, fashion on the, on the field, but I'll tell you what, those jerseys look nice, okay? Sauce Garner also made the PFWA all-team list, okay? And Sauce and Quinnen also made the all-AFC team uh, for the Pro Football Writers of America. Joe Titman also was named to the all-rookie team, okay? So that's, that's big achievements for them yet again, right? Sauce just continues to, to shine, man. This guy's done it all. He's a pro bowler. He's, this guy's just phenomenal. It's only year two, all right? We're going into year three. He's, he's, he's a monster. And Quentin Williams has continued to show and improve as well. Quentin Williams is unbelievable. He's just unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> that guy is just beasting, throwing people around, making plays. Joe Titman, another, you know, successful Joe Douglas draft pick, right? He looked really good for us as well, showed some, some real promise, especially when he was there at center, all right? Also as well, Sauce Garner came out today while we were talking about him, and he says, uh, you know, when asked about free agents, on social media, free agency thinks the Jets should uh, look to sign. It was just kind of a general question thrown out there. He responded, he wants to see the Jets sign T. Higgins and Calvin Ridley. <laughs> I mean, this is something that a lot of Jets fans have been talking about all offseason. Here we have one of our players discussing it. He wants to see those guys brought in. So we're going to talk about all of that, man. I got to get to these lines, okay? 515-602-9639. is the number call in. I am taking all callers. We'll get to everybody. Trust. Just be patient, okay? We had to get through that news, all right? We got to have these discussions. Please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from, all right? Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? You want to give to the platform. Super Chat is there. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated, okay? Salutes to all the savages in the building, man, all right? Outlaw, Jay, I see you, Wild Wave, all right? Salutes to Lil Balloon as well. Listen, man, put your thoughts, okay, in the chat. Any questions in the chat, I will come to you, okay? We're going to have that discussion. Keep in mind, I'm one man, okay? But I will come to you in between these callers, and we're going to have these discussions, okay? I know people uh, definitely are on fire about my <laughs> my Zach Wilson take, man. Oh, man. I'm telling you, I believe it's going to happen, okay? I believe it's going to happen. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. First call I'm going to is my guy, Tim. We're going to Tim, man. Listen, for those of you that do not know, Tim 
he is a savage. Tim salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. Listen, we're having this discussion. And I want to start off with you, man. You know, we're looking at our running backs situation right now. Our coach Embry is out the door. He's gone. Tony Dews is now interviewing. Deuce Staley has been talked about, man. What are your thoughts about this situation? And do you have a preference of a coach that you'd like to see brought in? Or are you a guy that likes, you know, Deuce Staley uh, to possibly be the next New York Jets uh, running backs coach? Well, I'm not sure about the other two. By the way, hello, Joe. Good to talk to you. It's been oh, well. um, Yeah, I don't know about the credentials of the other coaches, but I know Deuce Staley is an ex-player, and mm-hmm. he's had some success with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious as to why they got rid of the running backs coach. I mean, I felt like Brees had a pretty good year. He probably could have had a better year, but I felt like a lot of that was. Uh, you know, play design and games that we were, you know, behind in. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm not really sure what people think about the performance of the running back coach that just left, but I wouldn't mind seeing Deuce come in. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, it's interesting, right? Because I remember there was a lot of talk about the New York Jets not making changes upon their staff, mainly, especially their offensive staff, because everybody and their mom wanted to see Nathaniel Hackett get fired. <laughs> and he's still right, here, right. right? At least now, right? He's still here. Um, and even you, you think he was, I remember, the, yeah, think I remember recently was just a sacrifice for you know to I, keep like basically to keep Hackett on board, like somebody I had to pay type deal. Yeah, I, I don't know, man, because I remember because uh, I know that he was one of the guys kind of inherited by Nathaniel Hackett because Sella, you know, kept him on board. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was. Because I I know that recently there's been a lot of heat on Keith Carter. Uh, you know, honestly, most of the – especially the second half of the season, there was a lot of Jets fans that wanted to see him gone. And there was even players that came out and wanted to see him gone too. Uh, Makai Beckton kind of agreed with some things that uh, Taylor Lewan had said about not liking Keith Carter uh, when he was on the past staff. And also uh, – even Brees Hall kind of made some uh, comments on social media laughing about it, almost kind of agreeing with what Makai Beckham was saying. So it's, it's very interesting. Uh, I know a lot of people like Deuce uh, Staley as well. Again, guy that, you know, is with the Panthers. He was their running back coach. But, you know, Tony Deuce could be a solid guy to bring in here as well. Again, he was a tight end coach there with the Titans for a bit. He was a running back coach. It's going to be very interesting to see how they fill that out. So we'll see. Again, yeah. whoever it is, they better be able to come in and continue, you know, to help Brees Hall get better and better every season. That's all I want to see. Not just that, but also uh, figure out how to really continue to open up the wealth of talent that Izzy and Ivana Kanda have, because that kid is explosive. He's explosive. So I want to see somebody really unlock his potential as well. Speaking of coaching, we got Jeff Aldrich. He's the, being the national, uh, national team head coach there at the Senior Bowl, man. What are your thoughts about – this Jets, uh, uh, you know, this uh, a guy having, you know, being here with the staff, players at the Senior Bowl. Do you think that this really helps the New York Jets with their evaluations in this upcoming NFL draft? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, like you already mentioned, you know, what basically what I would say, which is, you get a real chance to get some face time with these players. You get to really understand. I mean, 
we all know, I mean, it, it takes about 30 seconds to really see the passion in somebody's eyes, to really see if they're devoted and dedicated to the sport. Um, <clears throat> especially if it's, you know, in the senior bowl, it's, it's all these guys who are kind of in the spotlight all year. People, you know, people expect them to be higher draft picks. Um, you know, for me, it's more, it's more the lesser known guys that I think you, you can, would make more impact in an interview from that perspective, because if you really get to know them, you can draft them and maybe they're not on everybody's radar because they didn't get the FaceTime with these players. But these, these guys who, you know, are nationally ranked essentially as the best players in college football. I mean, they've been seen, they've been interviewed, they've been talked to, um, but to have mm-hmm. one of our guys directly there to meet them face to face and even, you know, get some, get some, you know, game time with these guys to see how they play, basically. I mean, you can tell right away a player with passion. I mean, just think about Mike Clemens versus your average, you know, mid-level defensive end, right? I mean, you would immediately see that there's a dog in him, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take long either. You know, I mean, it just goes back to that first press conference he had, and everybody knew that <laughs> that he was going to be a monster. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's important that he gets out there. I think it's an honor that he was thought of to be that coach. Uh, it maybe maybe would have been better served if Hackett could have been there because um, I feel like we need a little bit more help on the offensive side of the ball at this point. But, Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think Ulrich is also scouting out the offensive guys, or do you think he's there primarily to look at defensive guys? And if so, uh, what's your what's your take on the Jets going after defensive players in the draft as opposed to yeah, the, offensive linemen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, Tim, that, that, those are great questions. Uh, for me, I don't think, of course, I don't think he's the only guy that's going to be there because we, we've seen this in the past where especially when um, Middleton, uh, was was the national team head coach in 2022. We saw, you know, Joe Douglas, and I think there was there was also pictures of Robert Sella out there as well, you know, kind of, you know, intermingling with the players and chit-chatting and going back and forth. So I think there'll be other guys on the staff as well. They're going to be able to go to the Senior Bowl and kind of, you know, talk to these players and kind of get up close and personal with them. Um, I think they're going to be evaluating everyone there, everyone. But I think mainly, of course, when you look at the, the offensive side of the ball, I think they're going to be very heavily invested in looking at the offensive line, and they're going to be there, particularly the tackles. Um, to me, Talisi Fuaga from Oregon State is the guy, and I'm not going to stop talking about him because he's a guy that could end up going in the top ten. He's a guy that honestly could be a New York Jet next season. He could. Um, him and Mims, to me, are guys that I think could end up being a Jet. Uh, Mims from Georgia – um, of course, listen, I love Lathan. love him too as well. I really like Joe Alt, of course. Um, there's a couple other tackles too, but I think that Fuaga being there, uh, Christian Jones being there from Texas, uh, Jordan Morgan as well there from Texas, I think they're going to be evaluating all of those guys. And another thing that I really, really like that we've seen in the past is they get to put things into place, right? They get to give these guys – you know, things that are kind of NFL concept plays and stuff like that to see if they can figure them out and execute them. That's something huge too, that they talked about a lot in 2022 as being, you know, a factor in them, you know, coaching and dealing with a lot of players. And it really helps you to figure out how quickly a guy 
can pick things up and execute them. It really helps you figure out a guy's football IQ. And also not just that, but how a guy learns. That's a big thing in the league, too. A lot of people mm-hmm. think, oh, well, if you just, you know, you, 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 you play a slideshow or you put up some film, if he can't get that, no. Kids learn differently. Some guys, you just have to go out there and do it, and then, boom, they got it. They can go out there and just do whatever they need to do on the field. Some guys do learn by just film. Some guys do learn by just looking at the playbook, and they can memorize where they're supposed to be, and they can make it happen. So when you get that up close there with those uh, players, I think it's going to be big. As far as defensive players, it's going to be tough, man. If the Jets stay in the the situation they have now as far as the current picks, it's tough for me to, to say that we'll go defense early. I don't think we will. I think the Jets will focus on the offensive side of the ball, particularly the offensive line, with the first couple of picks, unless we invest heavily in the offensive line and free agency, which is going to be very tough. Top offensive linemen, as we know, uh, you've got to pay up the wazoo for. Um, and I think maybe yeah. the defensive stuff will probably be later on in the draft. What are your thoughts about that, man? I mean, I'm O-line all day long. I mean, all yeah. day in the draft. Yeah. Get the young, get yeah. the young guys. You know, Tipman worked out really well. Uh, we can we can add to that. I mean, Douglas. For, you know, a lot of people have been critical of him um, recently. I noticed, and if if yep. I would say if he had any strength, I would say it was with drafting O linemen. So I think that mm. he might hit a little bit this draft if he can get a couple good guys in there. You know, think about what that does, right? I mean, we get Elijah Vera Tucker back, even though he is constantly injured. I mean, if we get, like, four games out of him and then we have some younger guy behind him, then that's that's good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you got to mm-hmm. have depth, and you got to have guys that are working behind veterans in practice every day, picking up all the little, you know, idiosyncrasies that come with the game and picking up yep. skills and learning the game. I mean, those are the guys that you see in their, you know, first, second, maybe third year start to emerge as pro bowlers. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's extremely important that we get that for so many reasons. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall. I mean, Brees Hall could have, you know, 1,700-yard season if we had a solid offensive line. I mean, straight up. Facts. Um, Facts. And and he would have an even better season if Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy because I I anticipate – uh, in games where they're having some difficulty on offense, a lot of, you know, uh, unique or creative uh, sort of screen plays or dump-offs over the middle, like on a short route, yeah. you know, five yards to Brees Hall, and then just let him get the yak, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if we can mm-hmm. get a little bit of uh, offense in the passing game, which is a direct result of having a good offensive line, um, mm-hmm. it, I think Brees could just have an amazing season, and I, I want to see that so bad. Like, you know what I mean? I'm so tired of getting mm-hmm. special players in the New York Jets facilities and not seeing their true potential. I mean, when was the last yeah. time we felt like Garrett Wilson's a great example? Like, let's not yep. waste let, let's not waste the talent for once. You know, mm-hmm. like these guys these guys could be at the top of the league. They could be premier, you know, top five players in the league. And we just got to make it happen. I, you know, I really don't understand why that's – I don't know if there's some kind of difficulties behind closed doors. Like, I just don't understand why they can't – you know, think about it this way, right? If they're having a bad season, Aaron Rodgers goes down, a um, couple of offensive linemen go down, you know, you have some serious questions on offense, play calling, you're not really sure what's going on. 
why is Brees Hall not touching the ball like 35, 40 times a game? I mean, I know that's an exaggeration, but still, I mean, what do you have mm-hmm. to lose? What do you have to yeah. lose? I mean, you're not you're not yeah. you're not going to win the division. You're not going to win the Super Bowl. Like, just let's see what the potential is. Push push the yeah. boundaries. Push the limits. Like, if you have turnovers, big deal. You know, like, mm-hmm. big deal. You, you know, let's and, see what they can do. And this is go go ahead. Yeah, listen, and and I'm right I'm right there with you. I look at it like there's a lot of Jets fans that want to get rid of guys along the offensive line. You talked about ATV, and I love ATV, but he, he has been injured the last two seasons with big injuries and, and missed quite a bit of time. But everybody wants Beckton gone. That's a hole at left tackle, right? Uh, everybody wants to get rid of our left guard, uh, Thomason. Okay, there's a hole there, and you got a hole at right tackle. And then also, as you brought up as well, you got to look at somebody to possibly be ready to suit up and, and step in if ATV goes down this season. Keep in mind, there's Super Bowl expectations next year, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I know Jets yeah. fans don't like when I bring that up because they just like to say things and not. But I'm the guy, I keep my risk. You know, I, I remember things. And <laughs> there are Super Bowl expectations next year. Everybody knows that, just like there was this year before Aaron Rodgers went down. So if you can't protect yep. Aaron Rodgers and keep him upright, good luck at the Super Bowl, okay? Good luck at that. Also, as you brought up as well, we are a ground-and-pound team. That's our identity. We run the football. Okay, when we're at our best is when we're running the rock. When we're at our best offensively this year is when Brees Hall was running the rock. You have to be able to open up holes for them. So the offensive line or uh, drafting offensive line is going to be vital for the New York Jets. It's going to be vital this upcoming draft, and we must uh, make sure that we get that done and get the guys in here that are going to be fully prepared and ready um, and are going to be up to the task of succeeding with the expectations that are going to be put on them. Okay, so, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head there, Tim. Now, my next question for you, back up quarterback Can I just say position, one more man. thing, Joe? Can I, can yeah, I just say one more thing real quick on that? Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, go ahead. I th- you know, personally, I think we should keep Beckton. You know, I really do. Um, oh, talk about thing it. I was talk about do, it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the, look, when he has a good game, the, the – the stuff he puts on tape, you know, rivals the best off- left, left tackles in the league, straight up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just crushed. He, he's, 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 a, he's a special talent. I don't understand what – I don't get people. Like, why, why let him go? I don't understand. Um, I, I don't get that. I mean, let's keep the guy, you know, get a couple new guys. Um, and here's the other thing, too, Joe, you got to consider, right? Like, there were Super Bowl expectations going into this past season. And yeah. somebody in the organization looked at that offensive line and said to themselves, we just have to add Tipman and we're good, mm. you know? So, yeah. and to me, that was a fundamental mistake, you know, like how Absolutely. do you not, how do you not pad that as much as you possibly can with skill guys, just in mm-hmm. case you got yep. Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl expectations. What do we, you know, so, so that doesn't give me, I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't give me a lot of confidence that and and maybe this past season will be the lesson learned, but going into last season, how is somebody not saying we need to get two, three other really strong guys on the offensive line just yeah. in case? And no, and nobody did. Yeah. Everybody was counting on ABT coming back. Everybody was counting on Lincoln yes. Tomlinson coming back, and yep. it didn't work out. You know, you, you know, know where I think it fell apart, Tim. You know where I think it fell apart, and you bring up a, a marvelous point. 
I talked about this all off season. When I told you I was, to, I literally was told to shut the hell up by multiple Jets fans. I was <laughs> telling people Dwayne Brown is not who y'all think he is. I was yeah. I said that all off season. Dwayne Brown is not the guy we should be depending on. Joe, don't worry about it. He's a veteran. He'll be able to come back. I was like, listen, he was hurt last year, and even when he played, he wasn't that great. He was on the line that got uh, Mike White killed. Nobody wanted to hear it. And then (laughs) they handed him that left tackle position. And when he wasn't able to get it together after not practicing with the offensive line and being put into a new offensive scheme – with Mike LaFleur moving on and us keeping and us bringing in, excuse me, Daniel Hackett, we saw the mm-hmm. struggle. And not only that, I also, because you were talking about ATV missing time, anybody remember when everybody's like, ATV's versatility is going to be huge for us because if something happens, we can just move ATV out the tackle. Well, exactly. if ATV is on yeah. IR, <laughs> then who's going to play guard or tackle, right? So – all of those things, I think, uh, bit us in our, in our keister. And I think that Joe Douglas is going to do work. But my thing, and this is, this is one thing I want to say about the draft as well before I ask you the next question, is that I think that this upcoming draft, Joe Douglas is going to be more willing to utilize capital. I just have a feeling he's going to be more willing to utilize capital from future drafts because with the Super Bowl expectations for this upcoming season, he has to get the closest to the surest thing because the guys that we're going to be drafting this upcoming draft at the offensive line, they're going to have to be prepared to go up against Philly, to go up against Kansas city, to go up against all these, all these teams with these top pass rushers, right? Because that's the road to a super bowl. We're seeing it right now during the playoffs. These guys, these edge rushers, they're getting around the bend. Okay. And they're coming to kill you. Trust. They're coming to take your head off. Ask all the guys that have been chasing around Patrick Mahomes these last couple of weeks. All right? So yeah. those guys are going to have to be ready to face these top-tier pass rushers. So you better get guys that are up to snuff and ready to go year one. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think we could possibly see the New York Jets trading back into the first to grab a guy if need be, um, especially, again, mm-hmm. with the agency. We'll see if they bring Beckton back. I'm, I'm with you on that. I could see a two-year deal for Beckton and, you know, trying to see. Because, again, I thought he was he – was, I don't think he was solid until he got that high ankle sprain. Once he got that high ankle sprain was when the movement was affected and we saw things. But I could see them bringing Becton back. With us talking about that, and I, and I love the points that you bring up, I want to start talking to you about this uh, backup quarterback position because I've gotten some, you know, <laughs> I've taken some shots for, for another take, and we'll get to that. But when you look at the options there, backup quarterback between Tannehill, uh, Garner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, or even Tyler Hundley, what is the guy that you like the most, man? Who do you want to see be the New York Jets backup quarterback and why? I mean, there's two things I consider, like resiliency, right? I mean, I think if you're talking resiliency in terms of somebody that could come in in case something happens and take a few big hits and still play, um, I would I would look at, like, Tannehill or Gardner Minshew, Um but if we're talking about a versatile backup, I really like Tyrod Taylor, to be honest with you. I would say I, I know he's not I know he's not probably even on a lot of people's radar, even even their mm-hmm. favorite. But I like mm-hmm. what I see from him. I've I've always liked the way he played. 
I always felt like mm-hmm. he was able to make plays where no plays existed, which is something that a lot of backups tend to have to do because they come off the bench and, you know, they're not necessarily in rhythm in the first, you know, maybe two, three drives. So they have to, like, ease into it. And if he can create a little bit of space and, and, and make those plays happen immediately, then I think that's going to be beneficial. Um, but from like a from like like I said, from a re- resilience standpoint, I would say the best candidate would be Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, there's been a lot of uh, rumors circulating about the Jets having interest in bringing in Ryan Tannehill, and even going back to this, you know, past offseason before the deal was closed with Aaron Rodgers. There was a lot of talk that the New York Jets were heavily invested in going after Ryan Tannehill. That rumor is swirling. I remember it like it was mm-hmm. yesterday. And everybody was like, oh, my God, is Ryan Tannehill going to be the Jets' starting quarterback? And this was before, you know, uh, the, 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 you know the steam really picked up on, on Aaron Rodgers being here. But I'll tell you what, man, Ryan Tannehill would be, a, I think, would be a great idea for the Jets to bring in as well. And I like Tyrod Taylor, too. He's a guy that's really high on my list, not just because of, like you said as well, what he's been able to do. And we've seen that he's a guy that can come in and really hold the fort. He's a giant starter uh, at one point. Mm-hmm. Listen, his ability to move, the the running ability, still there. He can extend plays with his feet, man. There's so many things that you can draw up, uh, you know, so many, all, all kind of RPOs and, and, and quarter, the QB keepers, all kind of things. Uh, that really expands your offense, and I really like the idea of him. Now, as we continue to speak about this quarterback position, Tim, I got a feeling, man. Uh, that the, real real quick, Joe. Real quick. Go real ahead. quick. Let me just throw in, throw in two things about Tannehill and Tyrod. So, two things that I think about too is that they both played in the AFC East before as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyrod yep. was on the Bills. Yep. Tannehill yep. was on the Dolphins. So Dolphins, they have some yep. familiarity with the division. And the other mm-hmm. thing about um, the other thing about that as well is that if you look at Tyrod when he was on the Bills, you know that's they have they have a solid run offense on the Bills, and Tannehill was with um, what's his face down there, the running back. Um, why is it why is his name flipping my mind? The running back down in, there. Uh, no, the running back on uh, the Titans. Um, big dude. What, why can't I think of his name? Um, oh my God! Anyway, the running back on the Titans, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. you know, they they their running game was awesome. Their offensive line was awesome. So, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, if he comes here, maybe he can use some of that experience to help increase Brees Hall's productivity as well. I guess that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. I think you're talking about uh, Henry. Um, yeah, with the yeah, Titans, King Henry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all you guys like. That guy's a violent runner. <laughs> King Henry will, I will destroy you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that that's a great point there. Now, as we continue to talk about this quarterback position, man, I got a feeling that Zach Wilson's going to be here next year, Tim. I feel like the New York Jets are going to try to, uh, you know, do the experiment that they were trying this past season where he's going to be the third string. They're going to bring in a quality backup, but they're going to continue to groom this guy behind Aaron Rodgers and try to give him a chance at some point to compete to be a starter again or, you know, be a starter again here with the New York Jets. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that I am a nut job? 
Um, no, not at all. I've always liked Zach. I'm not. I'm not a hater of Zach Wilson. I think he showed a lot of, and I'm sure I'm going to get ripped apart for this, but I think he showed a lot of great qualities as a quarterback. Right. Welcome we've to seen the club. Him, yeah. we've, <laughs> we've seen him start immature, right, Joe? Like we've seen him start as an immature, fresh draft yep. pick. Made made some embarrassing mistakes. He learned from them. Yep. I've I've seen his demeanor change. I mean, it's clearly changed. I mean, he, just the way he speaks, um, the the leadership qualities that he's grown into. Uh, and one thing I've always liked about Zach is that he throws a wicked ball. I mean, mm-hmm. when he has time to set his feet and he has an open receiver, man, that thing is on that thing is on a wire. I mean, he throws a great looking mm-hmm. football, and he's got he can throw it deep, he can throw it short. He's a great passer. I mean, as long as he has the room. Did he make some mistakes? Sure, man. He's a 22-year-old kid. Like, let's give him a break. Let's give him some time to develop. He's been kind of Mm -hmm. pushed in and out of the games because of all the injuries and all the, you know, drastic events that have gone on with the Jets these past couple seasons. And I don't think he was ever truly really there, you know. He might have been – he might have been ready for – and I'll put it this way. He was, he was prepared for what they could teach him. But they mm-hmm. had to teach him a dumbed-down a dumb down offensive scheme because it was just too much. And that's why mm-hmm. they brought Aaron Rodgers in because he's one of these people who he's been doing it for so long that right, it's just second nature to him. It's muscle memory to identify all these defenses, change things, you know, throw it here, throw it there. You know, Zach Wilson's mm-hmm. young. He has the physical qualities and, I, you know, I really do think it would be beneficial to keep him as a third string so he could, he could watch Aaron Rodgers in, in hopefully a full season. And I think that will be so beneficial for him. And I think he'll just elevate his game as a result. So I'm not ready to give up on him. You know, I like Joker. what he can do from a physical talent perspective. And, and he just needs some time to – he needs some time behind somebody like Aaron Rodgers to really see – you know, that type of brain, quarterback brain in action. And I think once he sees mm-hmm. that, it's naturally going to rub off. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen for certain. I just, I don't know. I just got a feeling. I just got a feeling that Zach Wilson is going to be here. Now, with that being said, man, we know that Sauce Garner uh, has – thrown some names out there that he would like to see become New York Jets. And this is going to be my final question for you, Tim. Sauce mm-hmm. Garner says that he would like to see T. Higgins and Calvin Ridley become New York Jets next season. What are your thoughts about mm-hmm. that, man? Ooh. Um, I, I didn't actually see that, but now that I'm thinking, let me think about that for a minute. Calvin Ridley. Where, where's Calvin Ridley now? Because I know he was on the, uh, on the Falcons for a while. Yeah, he was on the Falcons. I don't, I don't know where he is now. I think he's coming back. Uh, I know he's. I think he's come off that suspension. Um, but definitely two wide receivers that could be agile. We know that T. You know he's going to be a free agent this year from the Bengals, and he put it all on the line at the yeah. season. Yeah, and and what's crazy is the question actually that he was asked was what underrated uh, guy would he like to see, and he named T. Higgins and Calvin Ridley, which T. Higgins has been talked about constantly by Jets fans but definitely looking to help bolster this wide receiver position. I mean, I like the, I would like those signings. 
I don't know if that happened. Oh, yeah. Higgins, who is going to command, I think, quite a bit of money in free agency. But what are your thoughts on that, Tim? Do you think we'll be able to grab one or both of those guys? I don't know about both, but if I had to choose one, I would definitely go T. Higgins because he has the okay. size as well. And I think, you know, I, I don't know if I was talking to you about it, but we need, like, a big body receiver. You know, like, oh. like AJ Brown or something like that. Like we need a big, a big body guy that can go down you know, and command some respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like take yeah. the heat off of Garrett Wilson. I mean, think about mm-hmm. that. If we had, if we had Garrett Wilson and T Higgins and Aaron Rodgers and Brees Hall, mm-hmm. and you know maybe find some, you know maybe not Calvin Ridley if we can't get him and T Higgins, but I'm, I'm confident that we could find somebody better than Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb. And what's crazy you know, for that, for that, that receiver mode. What's crazy is that that guy, the big body wide receiver that's supposed to help Garrett Wilson out, that's supposed to open things up and command respect. That was supposed to be Alan Lazard. That's why we right. made him $44 million. <laughs> right. The Jets, uh, you know, but here we are, um, you know, looking for him and, uh, I'm hoping next season that he's going to improve and get back to the Alan Lazard that I thought we were getting because uh, Aaron Rodgers said that he's going to lean into him, you know, and help him. I hope he's ready to go next season because if not, like Sulla said, he's got a year and a half left and he's going to be out of here, right, Tim? I mean, T. Higgins would be a great addition um, because yep. the thing about T. Higgins is that he's proven it on the field. You know, he may not have gotten mm-hmm. as many looks because of uh, Jamar Chase, but he's proven it. You know what I mean? When he's got an opportunity, mm-hmm. he's caught the ball and he's scored touchdowns and he's, you know, knocking people over with stiff arms and he's getting open mm-hmm. and he's going, he's going up and grabbing the ball. So, you mm-hmm. know, he's put, he's, put, he's put down the work on tape that you can see, like, he, would, he, can, he can fill that role, right? Like yeah. there's no question yeah. marks. Like I think when we bought Alan Lazard over, you know, outside of Aaron Rodgers' endorsement, you know, I had a lot of question marks. Like, like is this mm. guy going to be able to do it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, he did it no, with Aaron Rodgers. That's that's because Aaron Rodgers can put it in anybody's hands. Mm-hmm. It's not Listen, necessarily I hear Alan you. Lazard that did it. You know, I thought that Aaron, I thought that Alan Lazard was going to be much better than he was, and I'm hoping that he can get things together. Maybe this is the frustration of the season or whatever it was, but he's got to step up because he was awful. Before I let you go, Tim, give me three things that would attract free agents to the New York Jets. What are three things that if you were an NFL free agent would make you go, hmm, the Jets are a team that I'd be interested in? I would say the facilities, number one. The Jets have a, a top-of-the-line facility in Foreign Park. I mean, it's probably one of the nicest ones in the week. Um, the second one would be, hmm, yeah, that's a tough question, Joe, because coming off last season, it's going to be hard. I mean, they're going to have to push mm-hmm. the Aaron Rodgers factor big time in free agency. That's number two. Go back, ahead. Back let's go. Board. That's number and two, then, yeah. And then, let's see, the third one would have to be, because, you know, Hackett's not selling anybody, so – the third third one would have to be uh man. Uh, let me help you out, Tim. That's, that's the a opportunity. Tough one. Yeah, help me out. I'm gonna help you out. The opportunity to be beloved. Right? When you look at here that's in New York, true. and we'll yeah. get to the callers in a second, Val, you're gonna be next. 
when you look at the opportunity here in New York to be, you will if you win here, you will be beloved like none other. If you bring a mm-hmm. Super Bowl to the New York Jets, you will never have to buy another sandwich, another beverage, another nothing <laughs> when you're walking down the street. You will have literally the world will open up for you, not only from the fan base. We'll love you forever. I, there, listen, there will never be anything negative that anyone will ever be able to say about Darrell Revis because this fan base, this Jets fan base, will come to his aid immediately because he's one of our greats. Even though he did things mm-hmm. and went to other teams, he's still beloved here. But if you win here, if you come here and put it on the line, your opportunities outside of football open up tremendously. We're talking about movies. We're talking about TV. We're talking about media. Anything that you want is yours. Rex Ryan, comes, he's on that. Yeah, he's on that big Joe, network. What are your, Joe, what are your other all these two? guys getting money? Go ahead. Say it again. What are your What are your other two besides being you know opportunity to be loved? Uh, well, one is Aaron Rodgers. Right, mm-hmm. anywhere he is, just like Tom Brady, you have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. You have an opportunity to be around greatness. You have an mm-hmm. opportunity to do everything that you want to do. Right, especially if you're an offensive guy, wide receiver. Come on, Aaron Rodgers, said and done. Right. Um, the second is the opportunity to be beloved, and for me, the third is to be part of changing the vision of the franchise. Right? Mm-hmm. You'll be the first to do it. If you win, I mean, we, of course, we won't be our first Super Bowl. We won one in the 60s. But you will be like one of the guys. You have an opportunity to come here and truly put your name in the rafters, be one of the greats, and to be coached. I think that Sella is also a selling point as well. I think he's a great coach. I, I do. I, he has I, do I know. But he's beloved around the league. Players love him. So I, I think that, that that is also a selling point to a Sella. I would say the defense too is a selling point. Yeah, yeah, the defense too. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of guys. I mean, even offensive guys that come here, you know, it's kind of nice to have in your back pocket that you have an amazing defense mm-hmm. if you're an offensive guy. Yeah. You know, because that means you're, you're probably yeah. get more opportunities. Maybe there's a little less pressure on you because the defense is mm-hmm. good, and you know, and you know, going into the playoffs, you have one of the best defenses in the league, and defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good way yeah. to go too. Listen, Tim, it was phenomenal to speak with you, man. You always bring great takes. I got other callers. I got to slide off. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Absolutely. Good talking to you, John. Good night. All right, you have a good one. Man, we're going to keep getting to these calls. Again, 515-602-969. is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Val, you'll be next. I'll see you. Val going to come in. He's going to bring up some hot takes. But I got to get to the savages really quickly in the chat. Salutes to Hawkeye Digger. I see you, Savage. He says, what can we really get for Wilson? I mean, Zach Wilson. I'd rather keep him than get a seventh rounder. Yeah? I mean, at this point, I don't know exactly what you can get. I know there was talks we're going to trade Zach Wilson. There's always been talks we're going to trade Zach Wilson, but it has not happened. It didn't happen then. There were rumors coming out that the Jets told him they were going to trade him, which, you know, I'm not disrespecting anybody. But uh, I don't know. I don't know know how true that was. I'm just going to say that. I don't know how true that was, right? Um, So, you know, we'll see. But, again, I just – I got a feeling. Jay salutes to Jay in the chat. Jay says, Brissette, he did did good when he was uh, with the Browns, and he lit our defense up last year. Jay said he wants to see Jacoby Brissette be brought in. 
as a backup quarterback here with the New York Jets. So uh, that's interesting, man. I'm telling you, he's a guy. GVH salutes to you in the chat. Another savage. He says, Tyrod only gets hurt versus us, so maybe this will be his year to be healthy. <laughs> He'd be a great option here. Dakota salutes to you. Dakota says, Rodgers, he's looking at the, the quarterback position here with the New York Jets. He said he wants Rodgers to clearly be his starter. He wants Jacoby Brissett to be his number two. And he says his number three, he wants to see us draft a long-term QB. We'll see. We will see, okay? Sean Bennett salutes to you as well. Sean Bennett says uh, <laughs> the end zone was Zach's kryptonite. <laughs> Oh, man. William Jones, another savage in the chat, says, uh, I love how no one ever thinks why Zach would even want to stay. It's like when people ask why Joe doesn't get X, Y, and Z player. He tried, but the players don't want to come here. I brought up a couple of reasons why I think Zach would stay. And I think that Zach would stay because, um, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Everything that's bad has already happened. He's been benched. Right? He's been deactivated before. We've also seen him rise from the ashes right? after you know, a tough uh, game and come out and play outstanding against the Chiefs. He was supported by the league when people were bashing him. There were players around the league saying, that's enough. He's talented, but he just got to be more consistent. Right? We've seen him put things together. Right? And we've also you know, seen him come out and understand that New York is a tough place, but he's going to be able to stand up in it and, and, and put it, you know, chin up, chest out, and be able to take the brunt of what's happening. Even things that were not his fault at times this season, he took the brunt of it for, even if it wasn't his fault. Even when people would talk crazy about him, he never got up on the podium and talked about how, oh, don't talk. He just said, you know, I got to be better. I got to be better, you know? So I think, again, if Zach wants to be a starter somewhere, I don't, think the new, I don't think a team outside of New York Jets gives him a better option to become a starter at some point. I don't think he has a better option out there, especially, again, with how invested this team in, is in seeing him succeed. I think that that could be great, especially Aaron Rodgers being here, okay? Salute to all the savages. We'll come back to y'all in a second. Okay, I'm one man. I'm one man. Keep putting your questions, your comments in the chat. We'll see. We'll get to you. Trust. All right, but I got to back to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. I am taking all callers. Please be patient. Next! We're going to Val. Val, I'm coming directly to you. All right. Val is on the line. For those of you that do not know Val, he's a savage. Damn. Val is on the line. Trust you, me. The shenanigans are afoot, okay? Salutes, Val. Uh, Good to hear from you. Man, I'm going back and forth with a lot of people. I want to start with the backup quarterback situation with you, man. We talked about Ryan Tannehill, Tyrod Taylor, Huntley. There's so many names out there. Even Garner Minshew. Who is the guy that you want to see become the New York Jets backup quarterback? 
Amen. Amen. Listen, salute Joe. Nice talk to you, man. <laughs> salute to the Here we go. Woo! Man, we heard a lot of great on that last call, um, call man. Uh, I'm just saying, but uh, I don't see it. But anyway, um, let's see. Who do I want as the backup quarterback? I would love, yeah. I would love, um, uh, I would say Jacoby Brissett is number one for sure. He showed us. He he was just about as soon as he got on the on the field against us in uh, Washington, they was just down three points and then he came back all the way to twenty seven points. So he definitely could show you that you know he definitely battled and he definitely battled with us in the um I would say the Bear um the Browns game last year I mean two years ago with Joe Flacco mm-hmm. and Garrett Wilson going off on that um overtime. So yeah, he definitely showed a lot. So I would definitely like Jacoby Brissett. That's number one. Number two, Tannehill. Even though he has, like, you know, turnover problems as well, too, but he has that veteran pre- presence, and I feel like he will fit the scheme as well, too. Um, Tyrod Taylor is number three. Tyrod Taylor, for sure, he showed you that he's definitely a veteran that could step in. He's the total opposite of a pocket passer. He could run the ball with need what needed and stuff like that. Injury prone a little bit as well, too. He does take some hits that, you know, could knock him out the game, as you've seen against the Jets versus the Giants. Uh, mm-hmm. Garden Mitchell, that's another person. Went, almost made it to the postseason. Definitely is a fighter. Definitely um, could be consistent at times. At times, you know, he does have messes up a few times as well, too, but definitely is a veteran for sure. And He could come in mm-hmm. and be a game changer as well, too. So I would say Jacoby Bissett, number one. Um, I would say Tannehill, number two. Tyrod Taylor, number three. And um, f- and go on from there, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. That mm-hmm. are absolutely co- um, competition for a backup quarterback. Not no Tim Boyle. Mm-hmm. We, we don't mm-hmm. want that. We want an actual backup, a veteran backup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay, listen, and I'm right I'm right there with you. And to move on to my next take, okay? Because I have been going back and forth and just wrestling with so many Jets fans when I say this. Oh, Val, I have a feeling that Zach Wilson will be back with the New York Jets next year. Oh, Not as a starter. Not as the number two, but as the number three. I feel like what the Jets are going to try, I feel like what the Jets are going to try to do is try to remake what they were trying to do this past season, which is put Zach Wilson in bubble wrap, have him sit on that bench and learn from Aaron Rodgers. And then when Aaron Rodgers is gone in two years, maybe, or a year or two years, whatever, then Zach Wilson could possibly have the chance. Now, the caveat for this is that I think the Jets are going to offer him an extension kind of like what the Packers did with Love to bring his cap number down and then allow him to be here, you know, for those couple years until Aaron Rodgers decides to move on. What are your thoughts? on my take there. Do you think I'm crazy? Listen, from what we've just seen from the bubble wrap that he was supposed to be on this season, and he just happily just unwrapped it real quickly because we didn't wrap it up enough. 
I mean, listen, <laughs> after what Mike White has done last season outplaying him, other quarterbacks outplaying him, he just unwraps it again. Uh, listen, anything is possible from what I've seen from this um, organization so far. So you're not crazy, man. I mean, if he's back, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Like, I just feel like, me personally, we should definitely cut ties and move on. $20 million, that could go to a, a, a offensive line right there and just bring in, a, a, you know, a veteran backup as well, too. But, yeah, um, just to answer your question, you're definitely not crazy, man, because I think, you know, from what I'm seeing that they have to be tied down to Zach Wilson because, you know, this is their last um, last go-around. If things doesn't go right, then, you know, Joe Douglas could possibly go on in and also Rob might could possibly go go on as well too because this is all their last, you know, um, years on their contract. So, you know, they got to go all out this year. So, you know, yeah. make a break. I mean, I <laughs> I look at it like this, you know, it's going to be tough unless Aaron Rodgers uh, gets hurt again, which knock on wood. I hope he doesn't. If we protect him properly. Yeah. Um, I think the New York Jets are at least set up to make the playoffs uh, this upcoming season. And if they do that, they're definitely not going to fire Robert Sulla or, um, or Joe Douglas. Right. I think even if the New York Jets just see marked improvements, even if they miss the playoffs and they're a game out, I don't think that I don't think they'll fire them either. I'm going on record saying that. I don't think they'll if the Jets miss the playoffs and they're a game out, or maybe two games out, they're not gonna fire them. I don't think Woody Johnson's gonna fire him. As long as Aaron Rodgers is willing to give it a go with the New York Jets and there's marked improvement from what we saw last season, Woody Johnson is gonna keep those guys around. Because one, of course, you know, there's a chance for the Jets to win it all. But honestly, there's a chance to sell jerseys and tickets as long as you have Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform. I and I don't that, think Woody man. Johnson is going to want to give that up. And we all know that, okay? There's nothing Woody and Chris like more than money, okay? <laughs> nothing more, all right? So that's just – but that's just my take. But, again, I, I just got a feeling that Zach Wilson is going to be here. I just got a feeling. I don't know what it is. But as we can talk about this team, yes, oh. go ahead, Val. Go ahead. Oh, man. no, I'm just like, man, Joe, listen, this team, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm watching all these playoff games, man. I'm like, our defense is way better than the Steelers' defense. Our defense yes. is way better than this defense. This yep. team shouldn't even be on the couch right now. That's how, Mm-mm. you know, ticked off I am right now because the mm-hmm. offense, if they had the offense balanced out the defense energy, we would be in the playoffs right now. I, I can't even mm-hmm. lie to you, man. Like, even the Steelers, of how bad of this season that they had, they had their secondary, their thirdary backup quarterbacks. They at least made the postseason. And that just goes to show mm-hmm. you how the coaching staff is not that good to me, man. Like, mm-hmm. if we're trying to really make a Super Bowl, I mean, I, I just ha- I have to see it for myself, man. But yeah, mm-hmm. go, go on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Now, and I'm just being honest, and, I, and I've, I've, I love going back and forth, you know, especially with you, Val, but other Jets fans. As long as Aaron Rodgers is here and you're in win-now mode, yeah, that's true. The, 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 uh, the, uh, the chances that you make massive changes to your coaching mm-hmm. staff or stuff is not likely, especially with Aaron yeah. Rodgers here. And I've warned, I've, I've warned people, nobody wants to listen to me, 
Aaron Rodgers wields so much power within this organization. It is crazy. Sure does. It's crazy. This is bro. why I wanted Lamar Jackson. Because <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. And I knew the window was so tight crazy. that we yeah. couldn't make any type of moves or we no. couldn't move any type of, like, if we had a bad offensive no. coordinator, which we do, in the Daniel Hackett. This is exactly what I was fearing that what was going to happen because we wouldn't have to worry about this with Derek Carr or uh, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. That's why I had Aaron Rodgers at number three, which people thought I was crazy for putting Aaron Rodgers above, um, you know, Derek Carr. But I knew this was going to happen. But, you know, mm-hmm. I just hope everything works out for the best at the end of the day because just like how you say, he is the best quarterback that we possibly ever, ever. had. But he has to show ever. it. He has to show it, though. Yeah. We have to yeah. see it on the field. I'll go on record as saying, I'll go on record as saying he's the best, not just quarterback, best player the New York Jets have ever mm. had in our franchise history. Best player, wow. period. Wow. I'll go on record yeah. saying that I mean, because he, you want to know why? He has to, he has let me tell you why. In the, in the, on a Jets uniform. He, he does, but let me tell you why. It's because he's a quarterback. He plays the right. most important position in football, period. We can Absolutely. literally win or lose a game because of him. <laughs> Solely. Absolutely. <laughs> Solely. We can win or lose games because of him. There's, it, the quarterback position is the most coveted position in all of football, and he is like, dude, he's Aaron Rodgers. Let's be serious. Yep. Okay? That's and true. I know people don't like to hear that, but I'm here to tell you things that you may not like to hear. So he's got to deliver, yeah, but we've got to keep him upright, and we must keep him um protected and that's where i want to go next man because there's a lot of talk about you know a lot of things moving and shaking right you got jeff alberge at the senior bowl i'm Mm -hmm. thinking he's going to be definitely taking looks and and keeping eyes on a lot of these offensive line prospects that are at the senior bowl what are your thoughts about jeff alberge right being at the senior bowl and being being the head coach of the national teams and how do you think that affects the new york jets being able to evaluate players in this upcoming draft Oh, this is definitely a good advantage to, for you to actually look at the, you know, the young talent that is coming into the league. And that's how we got a Will McDen- on McDonald because we didn't even know who he was. And then when he, we seen him in preseason, we seen the flashes. We mm-hmm. like, wow, this man could be mm-hmm. possibly a Dwight Freeman or something like that. So yep, obviously they know exactly when it. Yeah, Dwight Freeman, sorry, yeah, Dwight Freeman. Mm-hmm. And I, and everything that I've seen, I'm just like, man, you could definitely take advantage of it. You could definitely get those sleepers, you could have conversations with some of these players before they even touch the draft or touch that stage and stuff like that so you could know who to pick out and who not. So I'm definitely going to think, like, he's going to look at the offensive line because, obviously, we're good on defensive line as well, too. We have, you know, we're overpacked with that. So, you know, he could see Mm -hmm. who's the, um, you know, the right pieces to get or, you know, take some notes on, you know, and bring it back to the organization to, you know, scout it out and stuff like that to see if they're really legit of what their, you know, their prospect is and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a very great advantage, what I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And he deserves yeah, it's it a too. wonderful He's advantage. Yeah, it's job. a wonderful advantage for, for us. And, and like I said as well, we drafted when Ron Middleton was, the, uh, was, a, was a coach at the Senior Bowl in 2022. We took four players that were in that season. Mm-hmm. That says something. Right? That says something. Lane Johnson was one of those guys. When you can get up close and personal with a player and really start to learn them and hear it straight from the horse's mouth about what they're about and you see their their habits, you see what they do, you see 
you know how they learn. You can give them stuff to figure out how quickly they can learn and and execute things. That goes a long way. That's different than just sitting down in a room and watching pro days. And I'm telling you, I could see us taking people. And Talisi from Oregon State, I'm going to keep talking about him. He could end up being a New York Jet. That tackle from Oregon State could end up being here. Let me tell you something. I He's really that good, Jay? With it. Bruh, he is really good. Him and Mims. I'm telling you, a lot of people mm. aren't talking about that kid, Mims from Georgia. They're not talking about him enough, I personally think. Now, again, wow. I'm going to be very clear to everybody, okay? Listen, Fashanu, phenomenal, okay? Fashanu from, Oregon, uh, from Penn State, excuse me, phenomenal. Alt from Notre Dame, phenomenal, mm. right? Latham, phenomenal. Like, there, there are some really good hey, that's players. That's a lot of names. I'm liking that. But Fuaga. Oh, a lot of options. Yes, but Fuaga is a guy that I think is going to be there at team. I think he could Ooh. be there. I think that Alt is probably going to go earlier than 10. I think that Latham possibly could be there at 10. Um, but I think Fuaga is a guy that definitely could be in our scope, right? And he's really good. That's all I'm saying. He's, he's okay. really good. He's a guy that could have done too. Yeah, because I was hearing some content creators, man, and they were saying that, you know, if this tight end, because they were saying that there's this best tight end that ever. Good Lord. College yeah. yeah mm-hmm. they're saying that they were, if there's no. You talking don't about get the tackle that you're looking for? Yeah. You're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Brock Bowers. I don't really, Listen. Brock Bowers. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, they're saying that if he's at 10, they would absolutely yeah. take him and stuff like that. So I was just like, listen, I, I want an offensive line. How do you feel about that? If you care if about Aaron Rodgers, you better not. If you care about Aaron Rodgers and winning the Super Bowl, and you're under the pressure that this New York Jets coaching staff and general manager is under right now, okay? And we all know I'm a Jets <laughs> fan just like you're a Jets fan, Val. We don't, you, right. you see it on social media. Jets fans expect a Super Bowl. If you draft a damn tight end at 10 and the New York Jets <laughs> don't do something significant, you can, bruh, you can get ready to get fired. <laughs> you can get ready to get fired. The second that you are out of playoff contention, just start packing your stuff, okay? Start packing your stuff, make your calls, make sure you, you know, schedule your U-Haul van to come on and pick your stuff up from your crib. Go ahead and, you know, start looking on, uh, you know, all these, all those places, apartment searching back to wherever you want to go because your keister is out of here. You are out of here. You're gone. They, we don't have yeah, to comparing him to We are in win like now mode. Yeah, we are yeah. in win now I, mode. I totally win agree now. With you. Totally agree. Win now win now means you don't have the luxury of doing something that is not going to significantly help you to win now. We have exactly. Jeremy Rucker. What did you draft him for if you're gonna take a tight end at ten? We have Conklin. What do you what are you drafting? We don't even utilize those guys enough. What the hell are you going to draft a tight end at 10 for? <laughs> we don't even utilize those guys enough. You sure if don't. you don't go you get a sure tackle, don't. if you don't go get a damn tackle so that Aaron Rodgers' Achilles doesn't explode next season before he can right. do anything, be prepared to be gone. <laughs> be prepared mm. to be gone. You better not take Absolutely. a tight end. You better not. Give me your th- I'll let you finish on that, though. Go ahead, because I'm about to lose it. If somebody else, listen, oh, Brock yeah. Bowers is listen. great. He's a great tight end, but he's not what we need. That's like saying we're going to take a defensive tackle at 10. We don't need that. <laughs> we, we got enough. We got enough. Yeah, because okay? it, it was comparing him to Mark Andrews. 
exactly. I totally agree. Yeah, they were saying that they compared him to Mark Andrews and everything, and I'm just like, wow, he's just transition, you know, um, player that he's like one of the best tight ends to ever come out of college. I'm just like, man, I'm like, listen, I want a tackle. I don't want to hear nothing else. I didn't even want to hear about wide receiver at one point. I want to hear about (laughs) offensive tackle. I am totally with you. I mean, listen, if you look at Green Bay's um, offensive line, that, listen, that team, that offensive line, the protection, if you watched against the 49ers, was beautiful. That's what you call a good offensive line right there. Like, they, they protected him, and he could get out of the pocket anytime he wants. That's exactly what the Jets need. They don't need, you know, mm-hmm. us going to us. I mean, just every time you just picture taking somebody else, just watch. Just just play back the, the Buffalo Bills game against um, when we had um, um, Mike White. He just gets Mike spared. White? Yeah. yeah, when he got spared, <laughs> Goldberg spared and stuff like that. I'm like, man, we, we can't be having that, man. Like, Here's <laughs> the issue. Here's the issue. And I'm sorry, but I don't mean to cut you off. But here's the issue. No, I'll go ahead, right go ahead. Back. Here's the issue with me and, like, Jets fans. How is it that everyone is worried about getting another shiny toy when those toys often get broken when we don't have the protection to utilize them properly? Everybody's screaming about Bowers, and I get it. He could be a great tight end in this league. I think he's going to be solid. He's he's very talented. Even people were screaming at me about Marvin Harrison Jr. We got Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson on this damn team. And we can't even utilize those guys to their full potential because nobody can block them. Nobody exactly. can block. Nobody. Exactly. You got to build sorry. up your wall first before you can. I'm going to lose can, it, Val. Get a whole bunch of weapons, man. It's just Val, ridiculous. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> nobody can block. Nobody. Nobody. For the nobody. love of all that is good, can we please stop talking about so many things outside? Of tackle or guard, we I need to, it, it, especially the offensive line. This person, I'm like, man, Please. we got to focus Go on ahead. this offensive line. No, no, yeah, we got to focus on this offensive line. Like, okay, it's Bruh. cool to talk about T. Higgins, Ridley, and everything like that, but I want to focus on this offensive line because if we don't <laughs> get this offensive line together, we're not going nowhere. <laughs> we're nowhere. <not. laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> right. Nowhere. Because we're going to be no, going to top talent. Oh, go ahead, Joe. You know what's even crazier? If you don't get this offensive line together and block Aaron Rodgers, you just wasted capital on getting him. Not only did you waste exactly. draft capital in bringing him in because you're going to get him killed, but you, I think we owe him like $40 million and another 60 at some point, something million. We owe him a ton of money, right, coming up. You, just, you literally wiped your butt with all that money, too. Because you never properly protected him. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's like it, it, it blows. Listen, we've seen this multiple years in a row. Okay, we've seen this. Sam Darnold, we struggled to protect. Let's, let's mm-hmm. go further back. Mark Sanchez, the later years, we struggled to protect him. He's gone. Yep. Sam Darnold, we struggled to protect him. Right? Took him high in the draft. Got him blasted, killed. He was hurt. Could never progress here. He's gone. Every right. quarterback, even Zach Wilson. Right, early in his career, dude, he was getting destroyed from then until now, struggling to protect him, can't protect. And we're talking about him not being the guy, brother. If you allow Aaron Rodgers to get destroyed, and this guy is literally one of the greats, if you're doing anything else except protecting him, now again, this this is 
outside of, you know, patching up, utilizing free agency, if all that is – if everything's short of free agency in our offensive line, I have no issues with it. But if you're going into the draft needing tackle help like we do right now, brother, you better draft a tackle. You better take one. Exactly. Figure out which one exactly. you're going to take and take one. You better have an lose A it. and a plan B and a plan C because yeah. uh, it looked like we didn't have a plan B at all when it came to Will McDonald because that pick was taking a long time to even get picked. Because I don't, I don't know if you remember, but it definitely took until like two seconds of the clock well, because I think they with, was just scrambling. Yeah, oh, I, I think with McDonald, I don't mean to cut you off, but I remember with McDonald. The thing with McDonald is all the top tackles were gone because we yeah. wanted um, mm-hmm. Broderick Jones and the Patriots were traded out, so he was gone. Um, all the other guys, even Darnell Wright, who was still supposed to be on the board in the twenties, he was gone. I think the Bears that took him, everybody was gone. There wasn't a tackle that you could really take there. Maybe the Jets could have moved down and taken Harrison, but clearly they didn't want him either. And when you look at the guys that were taken after, like a lot of those guys didn't really flash the way that you would think that they would flash in year one after Will McDonald. Will McDonald made sense because Will McDonald was a guy that, hey, once we get up in games, we just dispatch our pass rush, and he's going to be part of it, which you've seen. He has special properties there. And we're going to destroy people. If the Jets were up, he would have been way more effective this season. But because we went down, and again, there's a lot of talks about Dwayne Brown. But now we are in a space where we know our offensive line needs more help for sure because the outlook is completely different. Dwayne Brown, please. People want to get rid of Makai Becton? Okay, cool. That's two spots. Left tackle, right tackle, open completely. I want, I want him back. People want to get rid of Lakin Thomason. Okay, cool. That's your left guard spot. Yeah, we all love ATV, right? But ATV can't stay healthy. You gotta, you gotta draft the guy that's gonna be able to step in if he goes down. That's more right. offensive that's line than we're talking about right now. So exactly. that's, 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 I'll, give you, I'll give you the final word on that, Val, before I give you my last question, man. Go ahead. Okay, man. Yeah, wow. and, and I absolutely agree with that, man. That's a lot of – that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I want us to cut ties with Zach Wilson. To at least keep that $20 million and put that to the mm-hmm. offensive line because we need some depth as well, too. And yeah. and like you said, we do owe some money from some players as well, too, for taking pay cuts as well, too. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. gonna definitely – that's why I said we could – we had no – we had no right to punt on our season when we, a lot of these players <laughs> took pay cuts to be here, man. Like, can you imagine man. you're on defense and you're busting your behind and they're not even trying to make any type of movements? They didn't, didn't even get another wide receiver after Corey Davis got, you know, he retired. And it's just like they just completely punted on the season. And, and that's not fair for us as fans. Like, we, mm. I feel like we really got cheated out this year. You know, but yeah. I, I will say, man, like we definitely need to focus on our offensive line. And you get, oh, mm-hmm. actually, that last question. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm telling you, <laughs> unless Brock Bowers is ready to block all next season, <laughs> you better not take a tight end. Before I let you go, give me your thoughts, man. I've been asking everyone this question: free agency is coming up. Sauce talked about one, and Calvin Ridley and T Higgins. You talked about that. Um, what are three things you think attract would attract a NFL free agent to want to come to the New York Jets at this point? Mike, we're coming Oof. to you. Man, three, I would say, listen, it would have to be, uh, I would say Aaron Rodgers would have to be the starting point. Uh, our mm-hmm. young talent in Sauce, Garrett Wilson, and, um, yeah, Sauce, Garrett Wilson, and um, our young core and stuff like that, 
and our and mm-hmm. number three, the defense. The three, the defense definitely shows up and everything like that. Right now, the coaching mm-hmm. staff have to get their their stuff together as well too because their reputation is is not good right now. You know, like mm-hmm. especially through the media and everything like that. The way how they they coached this season was not good. It wasn't great. I, that, that's that, mm-hmm. that was the only thing that was kind of killing me with the last call. But he definitely had a lot of great points as well too. But I will mm-hmm. say they definitely have to get better with that, man. But other than that, I think that's their starting point. And for um, I would love T T Higgins as well too. But I think it's going to be a lot to at least get that to happen. Or um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and Ridley Ridley is he was on the Jaguars. To answer your question, mm-hmm. your question as well. Oh, he was on the Jaguars. Okay, I was trying to remember. Yes, he was on the Jaguars. I remember the Falcons. Yeah. I'm like, where did this guy go? Go go ahead. I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was on the Jaguars. So, um, yeah, that that would be and and also Evans. Mike Evans is another player as well too. Ooh. He might be out there. Yeah, so you know that would definitely be great with um, Aaron Rodgers. You know, because he loves that deep um pass that go route. So that would be great for Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. So. Yeah, we yeah. just need that that solid number two, number one type of wide receiver. But yeah, we definitely need some more dogs on offense. On yeah, the wide receiver. But offensive line is yeah. definitely number one. <laughs> yeah, listen, Val, Anything. I gotta slide off. I got other callers. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right. No problem, Joe. Everybody hitting like and subscribe to Joe, and thank you for having me, Joe, and everything he says at the end. Of course, it is false allegations, allegations. Oh my <laughs> goodness, goodness gracious! <laughs> Salutes to our callers, okay? Salutes to Tim. I love talking to him on a weekly basis, and salute to Val as well. Anything that I say about Val is trust; it's factual. All right, we know this. Okay, Mike, I'll be coming to you in a second. <laughs> False allegations. Good Lord. <sighs> salutes all the savages in the chat. I see y'all. Sean Bennett salutes going back and forth. Uh, Sean Bennett's talking about Brock Bowers, man. He likes Brock Bowers. He says, what if Brock Bowers ends up being like Kittle or Kelsey? Um, if you get a better offensive line coach, that fixes half the problem. That's because the offensive line coach can't coach. He's speaking about the, the issues along the offensive line. No, we have issues here, okay? Look, I, I get it, okay? People like uh, Brock Bowers the same way that I, I remember there was guys that liked Kyle, Ham- Kyle Hamilton, I believe it was, a safety uh, for the Ravens. Look, phenomenal players, right? They're not what we need, okay? Brock Bowers can be as great as he'd like to be. Is he a tackle? Is he a guard? Is he going to protect Aaron Rodgers? Because guess what? Garrett Wilson is phenomenal. He is unbelievable, okay? Pro Bowler as a rookie, right? Smash Jack's rookie wide receiving record. Has had 1,000 yards two years in a row. You know what's crazy? Garrett Wilson is what y'all were saying Elijah Moore was going to be. Anybody remember saying, oh, Elijah Moore, he's going to be the greatest wide receiver the Jets have ever drafted. Garrett Wilson could end up being that guy if he ends up with a quarterback that can get in the football consistently. Because most of the games, he's wide open. Wide open. And you want to know why people can't get him the football? Because there, no one can block. Aaron Rodgers was running for his life the first four plays before his Achilles exploded. Zach Wilson ran for his life most of this year. Y'all wanted him up out of all oh, the offensive issues. is all Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle running for his life, getting blasted. Trevor Simeon comes in. He's taking shots, getting blasted too. The offensive line consistently struggling. 
I understand people liking Brock Bowers. I think he's great. I also think that kid of uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., I think he's unbelievable. None of those guys will matter unless we have a guy that can block. None of those guys' talents will matter here. And we're seeing it because we see it with Garrett Wilson. Not only do we see it with Garrett Wilson, we see it with Brees Hall. Brees Hall is one of the best running backs in all of the league, fresh off of a torn ACL. Playing this year like nothing happened. I don't think he was injured. Either he wasn't injured or he's an alien. You cannot convince me that either of those things uh, aren't true because he's running like nothing happened. And guess what? He can't consistently make the plays that he needs to play or needs to make, excuse me. We can't use him to the most optimal point because nobody can block. The man was like, I think like six yards away from a thousand yard season. He should have way over a thousand yards, but he's running away from guys that are in his face when he gets the handoff because our offensive line struggles to block. Struggles to block. We got to stop this. And I understand talking about offensive linemen and picking guys up in, in free agency. Top offensive linemen get paid in this league. I don't know if y'all know, but we don't have the cash to grab all the offensive linemen we need, especially when you guys are talking about getting rid of Becton, Lakin Tomlinson, and getting the right tackle. And on top of that, you have to address everyone, or you have to address whoever's behind ATV. We got to get it done here. There's some offensive linemen I like. Owenu, a lot of people not talking about him. Michael Winu from the Patriots, he's a guy that's been moved around the offensive line all of his time there. He's a guy the New York Jets I would love for them to look into. But again, Tackle stuff, these tackles that are coming out, these tackles that are going to be a free agency, they're going to get to the bag. They're going to get to the bag, trust me. They're going to get to the bag. Those guys are going to get paid. Tyron Smith, there's so many guys. Trent Brown, those guys are getting to the bag. And I don't think we'll have enough. I really don't. So the draft is going to be vital for us to grab offensive line help, especially the type we need to be Super Bowl ready, right? So we're going to be continue to discuss that again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. People talking about taking a wide receiver, I can see that in the second, or we don't even have a second-round pick. I can see that in later rounds, right? Or if maybe the Jets want to give up capital, we'll see. But it's going to be very tough, okay, for the New York Jets, very tough. All right, but we'll see. Free agency is coming around. We'll see what happens. Maybe Joe Douglas will be able to convince some guys to come in. Again, they're still going to be working on guys, but I'll tell you what. The Jets must address this offensive line, and I feel like the draft is going to be the spot where they do that. And I'm sorry. I, I do not want to see Aaron Rodgers get blasted, okay? 515 is the number. Call in, give the stream a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Salute to all the savages in the chat. Keep putting your questions, your comments. I love going back and forth. All right? I see all of y'all, and I'll come to y'all in a second. But remember, I'm one man. All right? Next! We're going to Mike, man. I need to talk to Mike. All right? 
For those of you that do not know Mike, he's a savage. Oh, Mike from Tom's River. Mike salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Mike. I'm going on a tirade here. I've gone back and forth with so many people that are talking about Brock Bowers over drafting or off the linemen. I know it's a little early. We're talking about the draft already, man. Give me your thoughts on that. It all depends on free agency. Like, uh, I heard a lot about the, uh, the the Dallas left tackling now and being free agent. Yes, if, Smith. If we yes, don't, Tyron Smith. Yeah. If we don't, if we don't get somebody in free agency, then we have to go. Uh, what what has happened on the draft? Has to number one. Mm-hmm. But if we do yeah. in the free agency, if we do pick up like say Smith or whatever, I like Bowers, man, and I like the kid from Washington, the wide receiver uh, Oduza. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I just I just think uh, if if we can get it through because I think we're going to be like 60, 60 million on the thing, mm-hmm. and then I, I would sign uh, Beckton to a one year deal, prove it, you know, just for like maybe backup purposes or put him at right tackle. Um, if we get Smith, maybe we can get him for like eleven million a year, something like that. Um, dump Zach or trade him because he's going to be making eleven million dollars. Get rid of him, gone. Mm-hmm. Pick up uh, Tannehill. I would like to see Tannehill maybe as backup or the. Um, uh, Kobe from um, from Washington, the backup quarterback from Washington. I, I like mm-hmm. him too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we do that, I would either get the, the wide receiver from Washington, or uh, I, I like the tight end, the kid Bowers. Man, I think he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Listen, and, and and I think that I, I get it. I think that Bowers is going to be a good player too, right? I think he's solid. But I don't think you're going to get Tyron Smith uh, for 11 million, especially with all of the attention that he's going to garner in free agency. I think you're going to have to play a lot more than that. And I think, especially when you're talking about all the offensive line shifting that we're going to be seeing, right? Makai Beckton coming back here. I think he's he's going to garner enough attention in free agency where I think just giving him a one-year deal is going to be tough. I think there are other teams that are going to come a calling. And also, right, there's people that want to get rid of Lakin Thomason. You're going to need a guard. Mm-hmm. What about, mm-hmm. the, you know, that backup position for ATV? We have so little capital. And, again, there's a lot of things that can be done. But as of right now, we talk about, like you said, I think we have like 16, 17 million, something like that in free agency. We have so little capital, you have to address other spots, right? And mm-hmm. I think that when you look at offensive line, particularly in free agency, those guys get paid out the wazoo, man. And so I think mm-hmm. the draft is going to be vital for us be vital for us to continue forward. But, again, we'll see. I like Brock Bowers. I, th- I think he's a good player. I talked about Marvin Harrison, Jr. If we didn't need tackle, I would be screaming for us to find some way to get that guy on the New York Jets. Oh, yeah. But it ain't happening. <laughs> it ain't happening. It ain't happening, okay? Um, I'm telling you. I-, I think that, you know, we'll see. There's a lot of things that can move and shake. But there's also been a lot of people, particularly – uh, Sauce Garner talking about bringing in guys like T. Higgins and Calvin Ridley. Are those guys you would be interested in seeing become New York Jets? Oh, definitely. And don't forget, this is going to be the first year that we have Aaron Rodgers and see what Aaron Rodgers can do with bringing players mm-hmm. to the team because we got him after free agency was over, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's going mm-hmm. to be another factor, you know. Who, who mm-hmm. wants to come play for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean – 
we'll see again. T. Higgins, I know, is going to command a lot of cash. There's already <laughs> so many people screaming about him. Go ahead. You, you, you broke up. What'd you say? I think Ridley could come cheap. Mm. Yeah. Maybe Ridley you can get on a good value deal. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Now, my question for you, Mike, because uh, we're talking about free agents, what are the three things that you think would even attract free agents to become New York Jets players? Like, what, what are three things that we have here that would be, like, selling points for them? Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers. You got the defense. You got uh, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. I, I think the, the core is there. I think the core is there. You need a little couple pieces, you know? Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I like that. The defense is definitely a selling point, of course, Aaron Rodgers. And the young pieces that you can continue forward and, and make your way. Yeah. You know, I talked about it earlier. The uh, The potential to be great, I think, is big as well, especially when you're talking oh, about definitely. getting money outside of football, like it can happen here with Rex Ryan on TV and Nick Mangold, I believe, was on TV or something like that at one point. Um, Mangini was on TV at Bart some Scott. point, too. I think, yeah, Bart Scott. Like, we can keep naming the guys because, uh, you know, this, this, this Jets pipeline to the media is pretty strong. If you come here and you put it to the wall, it goes a long way. And, uh, you know, no disrespect, but we know Father Tom's undefeated. You can't play football forever. Eventually, yep. you know, you're going to have to put that ball down and you're going to have to go somewhere else. And if you can just slide into, you know, a role where you can sit down and talk about all the things that you did, even uh, Lavernius Coles and, uh, and Wayne Corbett, they have a pretty good uh, show going on as well. Like, yeah, a lot of that stuff comes from – exactly. A lot, of that, a lot of that pub, a lot of that stuff comes from, you know, being associated, being a New York Jet, you know, coming here and, and playing to the wall and being successful here with the Jets. So, so that's huge. As well. Now, as we continue to talk about this stuff, right, we were talking about the NFL draft and needs. You got Jeff Albridge at the national, uh, as the national team's head coach in the, in the uh, Senior Bowl. What are your thoughts about that, man? And how do you think that affects the New York Jets' uh, evaluation of players in the draft as well? Ah, it's great. It's like it's like the second year in a row we're going to have that, you know, with with uh, Middleton, and then we're going to have him. Like you get to see what the players are see what their character is, you know, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. You can pick up sleepers, you know. I, I think it's good. Yeah, especially when you can get close to those players, man, and really learn a lot of things about them. Uh, really mm-hmm. learn about, you know, how they tick and how they move and what their thoughts are and, you know, how they approach the game. I think that's big as well. I think that's huge, oh, especially when, you know, you can get a little bit deeper into your draft. Well, because, again, we talk about, you know, first-round picks, but we know the draft is more than just the first round. You can end up getting a guy that's a steal. You can see, hey, this guy, he understands, you know, he has high football IQ. He can pick things up quickly, and he knows how to execute. Yeah, he's a guy that can end up, you know, really working out here with the New York Jets, man. So I can see that as well, that affecting them, especially their evaluations a little bit deeper in the draft. Now, as I give you my final question, Mike, because you've been bringing some heat to us, man. You really, really have. You look at this situation, man, and uh, Embry now, Taylor Embry, New York Jets running back coach, a former running back coach. He's now out the door. You got Tony Dews. You got Deuce Staley. Uh, the Jets have shown interest in Deuce Staley. Tony Dews is in uh, for our interview, man. What are your thoughts about this situation, man? Who do you want to see become New York Jets running backs coach? I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Deuce Staley. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. And another thing okay. I wanted yeah. to bring up, when you said yeah, that ahead. Aaron Rodgers was the best uh, Jets player in the, in the Jets uniform. In franchise right. history, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm saying Curtis Martin. Yeah. No, listen, but, Curtis Martin is phenomenal. Curtis Martin is I a know, great but player. If, it, if his knee didn't go out, if his knee didn't go out, he would have broke the, uh, mm-hmm. the Russian record. You know what I'm saying? He was a warrior. Listen, Mike, I'm sure, listen, <laughs> Curtis Martin was unbelievable. Okay. Those like, those are my younger years as a Jets fan. Everybody knows that Chad Pennington is my favorite Jet of all time. He is amazing. <laughs> Curtis Martin is unbelievable. Uh, Lavernius Coles, Wayne Corbett. I can go up and down the heels. Listen, as much as I love and respect those Jets players, okay, I'm bleed green through and through. There is nobody in the history of our franchise that has the resume that Aaron Rodgers has. Nobody. Oh, 100%. 100%. Nobody. And, and I'm <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, there's nobody with the resume that he has that has won Super Bowls the way that he has. The league MVPs. He is literally the guy. And the, and I don't. I, I know that we're frustrated because of how last season happening. He hurt. He, he got hurt. But guess what? When we brought him into the franchise the day that he was signed. Jets fans rejoiced because what did we all say to ourselves? We Super finally Bowl. have our savior. Yeah, we have our Super Bowl. We finally have our savior. He's going to come here and save us. Are you because we all Detroit? know he's that type of guy, huh? Are you rooting for Detroit? It, it's tough for me to uh, <laughs> to watch the playoffs. Uh, Detroit is, hear- a, is a great story. Detroit is a great story. I tell you what, I am glad that the Bills are out of there. <laughs> oh, I'm glad dope. you guys they are dope. gone, and especially to miss a, a last-second field goal. Yeah, I loved it. I loved watching that go wide it, right. It made my day. I'm, I'm still fan Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, you know, I think I, I like that the Lions are a great story, but I, I will say that I, I try to take it all. I think they're a phenomenal football team, and I really admire uh, Patrick Mahomes and the way he plays the game. Well, if so, you look at the logo, the Super Bowl logo, the colors on mm-hmm. the logo, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, the Ravens and the Forty ers Well, listen, Mike, watch <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Mike. Mike, don't you don't you come up here rabble rousing? Okay, watch it. Listen, Mike. It's been phenomenal speaking with you. You have yourself a good night. Okay, you have yourself a good night. Don't you come up here with that? All right, go Jets. <laughs> Pay attention. Okay, Mike trying to come up here and uh, I don't know what Mike was trying to do. All right. I don't know what he was trying to do, but, uh, you know, I, NFL, I love you, okay? YouTube, I love you too, okay? All right? I love the Jets. I love the Jets, all right? Don't you do that. <sighs> Listen, it's been a phenomenal show. It's been phenomenal, okay? <laughs> it's been phenomenal. <laughs> Been phenomenal. Loved going back and forth with y'all. Let me get back to the savages in the chat, man. We got a lot of savages going back and forth, and I got to show love and respect to them as well, okay? Man, oh, man. (laughs) Sean Bennett in the chat going off. He says, uh, Sean Bennett says he's talking about the offensive line in the draft that we got coming up. 
He says that's why scouts earn the money, uh, earn the money, earn their money. Excuse me. Draft good offensive linemen day two and three that can contribute. He's trying to defend the New York Jets possibly taking Brock Bowers at ten. Okay, here's the deal. I get that. Okay, I get that the you know making sure that you have quality, um, you know drafts, making sure that you hit your mid round picks. I understand that, right? But Sean, I think you need to look at as well that the New York Jets don't have a second round pick in this upcoming draft. We got a first and a third at this point. Okay, first and a third. I think we got like two fourth round picks, something like that. Okay, it is vital that the New York Jets address their offensive line. It is vital. Okay, now if again pending, you know, what we do in free agency, okay? And, again, I, I don't know if we have enough money to fix, especially at the tackle position, to grab, you know, all the offensive linemen we need and bring them in here. I feel like the New York Jets are going to look to the draft to center a lot of the issues that they have along their offensive line and wash them away, to get young blood in here, to have them protecting, uh, offensive, to have them protecting our offensive crown jewel, which is Aaron Rodgers, okay? Taking a guy in the fourth and just thinking he's going to be ready day one, which can happen, right? It can happen. It's not the same as grabbing Joe Alt in the first round. You want to make sure that you can get guys in there that are going to be ready day one, closest to the surest bet. I've been saying that. That's why I think, me personally, and I'll put it out there early, I will not be surprised if Joe Douglas is willing to mortgage draft capital from the future to move back up into the first round and grab some. I would not be shocked about that at all. Wouldn't shock me whatsoever because they understand what's on the line this upcoming season. They understand that the heat is being turned up and they understand that there's Super Bowl expectations. Okay. So I get it. I get it. Okay, I understand Brock Bowers is a very attractive name. People, you know, scream about him the same way I remember people were screaming about Hamilton. Right? I get it. But you must draft one of your greatest needs to support the greatest player you've ever had in franchise history. Because Brock Bowers will not look how you want Brock Bowers to look if no one's blocking he won't look like that. He won't look how you think he should look. You know what he'll look like? Like a tackle. Because he'll be blocking. Because no one else will be able to block. All right? So, I get it. I get it. There's players that people want to grab. I understand that. But we must draft necessities, man. We must draft our needs. We have to, especially when you're talking about win now. You have to do what it takes to seal up your win now cracks. You must. You must. You must. So I get it, man. I get it. Sean even continues to go on and talk about how there's diamonds in the rough with undrafted picks, undrafted free agent picks. That's, yeah, but those are long shots. Okay, those are long shots. All right. Salutes again to Sean. Sean says that his three things that he thinks could attract 
NFL free agents are the Jets defense. Yes, that's one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, that's two for sure. And Brees Hall. Brees Hall, I could see. I could absolutely see him being a guy that could attract, uh, uh, you know, uh, people to come here. He's definitely an offensive weapon, you know. So we'll continue to move, man. Continue to move on. We'll see what's going on. It continues to move and shake here with the New York Jets. Jay in the chat again, another savage. He says, we can't trust our whole O-line with rookies. We also have to address that in free agency. I can see that being attempted, absolutely. Jay also says, not sure if I want a rookie protecting Rogers' blind side. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to see. Because I, I keep telling people, tackles are very expensive, especially the top-tier tackle guys. They're very expensive. Look how much we paid uh, uh, Dwayne Brown. I think we paid him like $11 million a season, I believe it was. Right? That was Dwayne Brown. And he was still like a, a free agent way after free agency was done. What do you guys think these top-tier tackles coming out of free agency are going to fetch? They're going to fetch some bread, okay? Those guys are going to get paid. Those guys are going to get paid. All right? So we got we to gotta look at some things, man. We've got to look at some things. All right? And, again, there's other spots. If they move on from Lake and Tomlinson, Got to address that guard spot, but we will see. All right. So we're going to come down and close down the show. This was a hot show, man. This was a hot show. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love going back and forth with you folks about what I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well. Going over to Twitter, type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. All times. I can't wait till he comes back, man. I hope next year, you know, everything's – I know he's going to be back in the swing of things, man. You know, Aaron Rodgers took the whole offensive line out to Vegas. They have a great time out there building camaraderie. I'm just hoping that next year he comes back and just shows people how dominant he can be for a full season. All right? But it'd be me and Vera Tucker. You want to come troll? Let us know. All right? Let us know. We'll be there. Okay. Also, I'm on YouTube as well. Come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in it all. Also, give the videos and stream a thumbs up. Okay. And if you want to troll me, get in those comments. I will troll you, and we'll go back and forth. Trust me. Okay. Trust me. We will go back and forth. Okay. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for listening, calling in, just interacting, all the savages in the chat, any way that you interact with your boy. I want to thank you for doing that. All right? Without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing, man. Thank you for taking time out of your day to interact with me. All right? So until the next show. 
You folks have a good one. Peace.